The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to task him. Sound thinking. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is, I don't know why I'm trying to pull a Shatner here. Uh, it is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself. Mike, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. All right. You know, we could go right now for another round of. Just We're not allowed. Not allowed because no one else is here. Just kidding. It's against the rules. Just kidding. Who are we going to play against? Each other? Yep. It can be entertaining. Um, we played against three times. Everybody knows that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll probably never get an answer. Uh, anyway, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. Uh, support our affiliates such as Biddy Boomers and T Public, which, hey, new mask up on the new mask and Tumblr up on the uh, T Public store. Oh, cool. Uh, it's Wookiee Radio on one side with um, Smuggler's logo on the other side. So I'm debating redoing the Smuggler's or maybe doing another one with the Smuggler's logo and putting the number three in Arabish maybe on top of it or or off to the side like an exponent. <laughs> Smuggler's three. I don't know. Yeah, if you the exponent, then it's more Smuggler's cubed. That's not us. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'll put it next to it. I'll figure it out. But I, I'm thinking about I'm large, not that big. I'm thinking about putting that all that together. Um, well, maybe maybe that is us now. Smugglers cubed. <laughs> it is thirty thirty one. Um. Also, too, you know, check out uh, you know the other folks, superhero stuff. Um, check them out and and others. Supporting them helps support us, which is awesome because then that helps us bring better goodies to y'all 
when it comes to um, prizes for the great hyperspace chase, which is still running, will be running. It's an ongoing thing. Uh, new questions coming later this week. Or if they haven't already posted as it is. So, um, we are also going to, I'm going to say we are proud to announce, which we are, that we're going to be a part of a, a new movement that's right there with um, May the 4th. And it's Star Wars Podcasting Day. And I know you guys are going, what's Star Wars Podcasting Day? Well, the Daniel and his fine team over at Star Wars, now this is podcasting, uh, which is a website where they're cataloging all the different Star Wars podcasts and all the different Star Wars podcast hosts into a database. With all our contact, you know, with all our information on how to reach the show and stuff like that and where to find us. Um, they invited us, and I accepted because it, it, it'll be easy for us to do. Um, we're participating in Star Wars Podcast Day. Uh, according to his announcement, we want to celebrate and bring attention to the Star Wars fan audio community similar to May the 4th, but focused on our little section of, fun, of the fandom, you know, podcast. So they chose, um, to continue on, we chose February 7th because on that day back in 1999, the very first Star Wars podcast premiered, and that was called Jedi Talk. Uh, we've, uh, let me find his official announcement. So that's what he sent us, his official announcement. Which I swore. Um, so. He is up to over 50 shows that are going to be participating with us being one of them. Um, basically we're going to do an episode, um, which probably that episode is probably going to be called star Wars podcast day. And I think we'll talk a little bit about us as star Wars podcasters and and the podcast community and what shows we listen to, to get into this realm. Uh, we'll figure that out, but (laughs) We're as everyone who's involved is asking everyone to use the hashtag Star Wars Podcast Day and SWPD 2021 hashtags uh, to promote the day. And of course, we're going to be using that when we promote the show. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, this will be something that will become. You know, more recognized tradition, uh, which it should be. Uh, I think choosing um, choosing February 7th is great in honor of that very first show, 
which I don't even think Jedi talks around anymore. No, I don't think it is. I've heard of it, but I, it's not around as far as I know. I want to say it's one of the ones. Uh, TuneIn has it on demand. Unless this is a different Jedi talk, which I don't know if it is or not. It looks like there's one on Stitcher, too, but it looks like it's a newer one. Yeah, with Brad Hughes and, and Evan Boucher. Boucher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may, it may be a newer, newer one. It's hard to tell because they don't like a lot of people anymore. I mean, I I do show I I do the episode name or episode numbers in our episodes. One so I could keep track and so people could see you know, just how long we've been doing it. Um I'm seeing episode two oh six, two oh seven. I don't think that's the same thing. Um I don't I don't know if this one goes back that far. I really don't. But anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to take part in Star Wars Podcast Day. Awesome. Yeah, this isn't the same. These guys are on uh, on a Disney blog website, and I don't think, yeah, and they go back to 2015 with their archives. Yeah, it's not the same show. So the original, I don't believe, is around anymore. And and honest with you, knowing that, I I would love to see Jedi Talk, the current Jedi Talk, which apparently there's Jedi Talk Radio as well, um, which is just as confusing. I would say. The current Jedi talk just, yeah, is a great name. It's a cool name. Do the right thing. Let's retire this name in honor of the original show. I know y'all have had it six years, but, I mean, we're talking the original show here. That's just me. Well, I mean, you don't know. Well, true. I don't know the backstory. You see if one of those guys was the original, one of the original Host of or if Jedi they might have been given given the yeah. name more. All right, so I'll resend I'll resend my comment until more information is known. No, where do you where did people find information about the um, Star Wars podcast? Thing? What was their site? Um, their website is StarWarsNowThis.com. That's where you can find the collection of uh, the database of all the different shows that they've collected so far. I'm not sure what they're not. I'm not sure how many they have in their database. It, it's got to be insane, though. Um, and, and they break them down in categories, too, whether it's general Star Wars, small screen gaming, literature, audio collecting, fandom, Star Wars and more, minimal Star Wars. So um, I'm almost afraid to ask them how. See, that was one of the questions. We're, we're working on getting Daniel on to talk more about this and. We'll have to ask him then how many how many shows does he have on the on the database? Because I think this is I, th- I think it's a great resource. <coughs> so, I don't think this is actually different shows, but according to their about page, it says um, the Star Wars podcast community is over two decades old now, um, and encompassing well over two thousand separate shows. I don't know if that's actually um, what they. I don't think that's what they have listed on their site. But I don't think according to them, that's how, there's been more than 2,000 different show, podcasts. I think there's been t- over 2,000 different podcasts wow. 
over the years since Jedi Talk. Yeah. But I don't think there's 200 or 2,000 active currently. So there have been over 2,000 different Star Wars podcasts over the years. That they've, yeah, that they've seen here, I guess. Wow. Wow. Insane, isn't it? And we're one of those 2,000. So, um, so how about this? Well, there's this here on there. If you go under podcast hosts on their site, now this.com or Star Wars, now this.com, it says the full list is still coming. They're putting it together of hosts for shows that they have listed. And it says 12,000 hosts and counting or 1200, sorry, 1200 hosts and counting. Wow. That's insane. But Hey, if you look, uh, I don't know where we're at on this. We're on this list. It's alphabetical, so you got to get all the way down to you. Originally, they weren't. No, that's not alphabetical. Ah, well, it said it was. Nope. Uh, we're there, though. Okay, it, yeah, it's in alphabetical order now, once you click to full list. Um, but yeah, you can find you can find the mugshots of the three of us. Oh, is this why you wanted us to send you pictures? That was one of the th- that was one of the things. The other is because I'm working on uh, working on our show page. Hey, this is alphabetical by first name, so I'm actually not at the end of the list for once. No, so there's I, Derek. There, yep, Derek's there with his big old lizard. I mean, alligator. Is that the one I sent in? Huh. That was one of them. So. Um, yeah, let's do big news that came out of the last two days, actually, as we're recording, we're recording on the 13th. Um, Lucasfilm surprised us with a, a juicy one. (laughs) Um, According to a Twitter announcement, we are thrilled to announce we will be working with Ubisoft and Ubimassive to develop a brand new story-driven open-world Star Wars adventure. Well, hang on. Before we get to that, they, um, they announced right before this, though, the um, bringing back Lucasville Games. They hadn't even announced that until this week. Yeah. Yeah, that was all brand new. They're actually relaunching Lucasfilm game, Lucasfilm Games, which, if I remember, didn't they? Wasn't there trademarks or something filed like six months ago about this? Uh, I think so. So there were rumors running around, but they confirmed it this week with a full team to work with. Um, and they're working with, and obviously, since we said Ubisoft was working, they're working with more than just EA. So EA is not the exclusive Star Wars license anymore. No. Um, so it opens up a whole new universe of stuff that can be done. Yep. Now I guess uh, the announcement was made on the 11th that there was there was an account called Lucas Art Games previously, mm-hmm. and it was an unofficial account, um, and they were keeping track of the the memories of Lucasfilm or Lucas Arts and Lucasfilm Games, and I guess they called themselves Lucasfilm Games or something because there's a uh, tweet. From them saying a warm thank you to the account formerly known as Lucasfilm Games, now LucasArts memory for your ongoing celebration of Lucasfilm Games past and present. Your passion inspires us. And this is as they announced New Year, New Look. Welcome to the new and improved Twitter page for news and information from Lucasfilm Games. 
Now, so, if you go to Lucasfilm Games on Twitter or Facebook, um, don't be thrown off because the title of the page and everything else just says Star Wars Games. But that is the official – if it says Star Wars Games, it is the official Lucasfilm Games page. No, I, I, actually, I found out that I actually went – when I first saw this, it went to the – and put in the right name. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, Star Wars Games? That's not what they said it is. No, it's changed to Lucas. <laughs> it's changed to Lucasfilm it's, Games. Okay, I just got in there before they made the change. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it says Lucasfilm Games. So, uh, but it was interesting, the sizzle reel that they showed, you know, the various games uh, that they had or that they covered. And some of it was older, you know, some older games. And then there was some, some newer stuff. I'm wondering if this is going to hopefully with this movement, can we finally get 1313? I've been waiting. Have to, some, have to do some major updating to it and change out the yeah. change up some. That engine was pretty tight that, to that begin with. Is, I think that game's probably dead by now. I yeah. don't think. I hope. To, in order to bring that to the modern gaming systems, they'd have to basically redesign and redo the game. You might as well just yeah. restart the beginning. Depend, depend, I don't know. Depends on what they do with uh, with the coding. I mean, how hard is coding really? I mean, how how much more difficult is it from PS3 to a PS5 coding wise? I'm sure there's quite a bit, but uh, yeah, I believe so. Well, that, and like I said, you have to um, change the story to make sure it fits the current Canon. Cause that was being developed. That was before the Disney sale. Right. But supposedly it was a bounty hunters game. It was supposed to be based on bounty hunting in the realm of level 1313. 13. Of course, yeah. it wouldn't be that hard to keep it. Keep it canon or make it canon. I wouldn't get my hopes up on that. I know. Hey, I could dream, right? Sure. So, um, like talked about, this announcement pretty much says EA Games is no longer the sole holder of the Star Wars video game license. Yay. But they're not going anywhere either. Correct. No. Correct. Which I think now that they have competition within the license, maybe that causes EA Games to up their game. Mm-hmm. Well, we, really, we can only hope. You got to think, though, um, towards the end of this original deal, they actually um, started to step it up because the last three games all could be pretty much considered um, actually a good game because Battlefront 2 took them a while to figure it out and how to fix it. But once they actually got it up running and stable, it is still an awesome game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Get to that. Um, Jedi Fallen Order was awesome out of the box. Right. And then House Modern so far has Mm -hmm. got a lot and a lot of people are really enjoying it. Right. So like I said, I last have, game has been hits. I haven't played that. Well, here, here's a here's a fun one for you since you brought up Battlefront 2. Starting on January 14th, which is before this show dropped or this episode dropped, go to Epic Games at EpicGames.com. In their free games, and it's going to be free from January 14th to January 21st. Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition. Nice. So you'll be able to get it for free. Is that for PC or Xbox or PlayStation or what? I don't know. Well, what was that website? I'll tell you right now. EpicGames.com. I I know I've been getting it for PC. Um, It looks like platform is for PC, but I don't know if you can access the website through your game system 
through the web browser and see if you can get it through them and automatically choose your, your platform there. Probably not. You know what? They may, though. Um, I'll but, have to. But see, suppose thirteenth. So I'll have to wait till tomorrow. But I'll log into the Xbox games or the Xbox store, and they may have it for free on there to co- coincide with that. Yeah, and if so, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at Origins, see if it becomes available there. If not, I'll get it through here, and I'll launch it through here. Yeah. Well, I have. I already have Battlefront two. I just so the only I. thing with Celebration Edition is it has. Um, Extra skins, I believe. Why? <laughs> Extra skins and um, everything's tied related to uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but I believe all the gameplay footage or gameplay additions were already put into the regular game. I think. I so. believe it's all cosmetic stuff is the only thing that you that you can't get in the regular game. But you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's why I never bought it because it really wasn't anything that that much better than what I already had. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually buy a whole lot of DLC anyway. If it had another chapter, that'd be different. Yeah, I don't. I usually don't. Well, I don't buy the the in-game stuff. So Um, now a note about 1313. It was a video game that was focused on Boba Fett navigating to level 1313 uh, on Corsican. Who was developing this? Well, it was LucasArts, publisher of LucasArts. And it was supposed to be available for Microsoft, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and Windows. So, I mean, they could release what they have now for the, because the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are still available, still around. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm curious. Actually, they're still putting out games for Xbox One right now. Yeah. So, I, I'm curious to know if, if they could bring this out, if some company wanted to tackle it, upgrade it. We'll see if it does come out. Because all they would have, all they would have to do is upgrade the the platforms for PS5 and, and the new Xbox. Also, like I said, story content, man. You don't know how much uh, the, yeah. the, the story of the game um, changed when they changed when they um, changed canon. True. And if you're going to change out the story on a game like this, you got to basically redesign the whole game. Well, it was also supposed to tie into uh, Star Wars Underworld, which you know there are. There were, uh, according, again, to Wikipedia, Star Wars Underworld had 100 episodes planned and 400 episodes proposed. So there, there is no reason. And I know what those 100, those are 100 scripts that are already in the can or in the already written. I would love to see them pull those out and finally film and Did make I, I, I would not be surprised if we've not seen some of those scripts already adapted into other places. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Some of the Mandalorian could have, well, no, because it's mostly a Coruscant. Yeah, I saw but, um, Plus it also. That could have actually, you know what? That Ahsoka arc in, episode, in season seven of Clone Wars, where she was in the garage and all that stuff, that could have been partially out of Underworld, just adapted from it. Well, remember there was. Again, huh? Remember there was test footage of the proof of concept leaked back last year, around this time of last year. And it depicts a female rebel agent stealing plans for an Imperial Star Destroyer and setting off an electrical attack on stormtroopers. Yeah. Which I, I watch that clip off and on. And it's great. I love it. Um, I don't, I say dust it off, bring it out, bring it out of the, the vaults and, and let it go. Well, now that they're working on Star Wars TV and they're actually putting the money into it, this it's basically, it. I think it, what we're seeing now with Mandalorian and things like that is what Lucas always wanted to do, but never always said he couldn't afford to do it. Right. Technology has finally got to the place where we may actually see him want to come back and do something else. 
I, Rumors that he had a he's had a heavy heavy hand in season three of Mandalorian that we've not seen yet. They've not started filming yet. Yeah, because now because you remember every time tech has changed, he wants to get back in the sandbox and play. Late to the late nineties, when text, when um, computers started to get up and running, and you could start to do stuff computer to make computers um, generated images look good on t- on movie screens, he decided he wanted to play some more, and we got the prequel trilogy. Yeah. So he's always been on the cutting edge of the technology. Now that this is available, he may want to do something just to um, see what he can do with this. Now, as you were saying, uh, Saul Guerrero was originally conceived for Underworld, uh, but was brought into Clone Wars first as as a child. But the adult character was conceived for Underworld. Also, two Rebels was influenced by ideas developed by Lucas for Underworld. Um, the Church of the Force, a background element related to Lorsan Tekka from Force Awakens, was created by Lucas for Underworld. Uh, the Rogue One story concept um, that in the mid 2000s uh, during production of the prequel trilogy uh, was inspired by Underworld. Um, yeah, it, it's who knows so all that stuff. I don't think I don't think the Andor ser- the Andor series is is going to be inspired by, but it could. If that takes off the way it does, I could I could see it. I I would hope to see it influence kicking off um, Underworld and possibly bringing it because that's something that go twenty five episodes at a time. They've got a hundred written, hundred in yeah. the bank. I would almost like to see um, the take concepts and stuff out of those scripts, but if you want to bring Underworld back, make it the um, post solo series. About um, Crimson Dawn and the, the um, add that into the, it, yeah. yeah. Add that the into outer it. rim, not just um, Coruscant. So have it Darth Maul and what he's doing behind the scenes with the Huts and everybody else. Well, that's the Underworld series that we should get that we need now because it expands that story that's already there. Underworld was basically a new story, which right. we can do new stories, but. There's, uh, I'm not the only one that wants to see more of what was going on during Solo and after Solo. Right. Well, if, if you guys remember too, and I believe it's still on our in our Google chat in our Google Drive, I posted or I, I dropped in the Google Drive. There was that information about a another show called Star Wars Reclamation. Hmm. I remember something about that. Let me look it up. And we're talking characters in here. Uh, I gotta go the other way. Uh, character Sky Bonteri. Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, character yeah, has, unless it's been used in a book. It's, uh, he's a, um, he comes from a, uh, Sky comes, his family is a dynasty of influential politicians, but instead he ran away from home to join the Jedi monastery. Uh, there's Evan, Evan Oka. Aoka, who is also uh, descends from a small society of Jedi that survived the purge on the planet at Cheerleth. Um, other characters, Kala Calrissian. There it is. Okay, I knew that sounded familiar. That sorry, I sorry to interrupt, but um, that Sky Bonteri back in Clone Wars. Remember Lux Bonteri? Yep. So the character ended up, or at least the name ended up in Star Wars anyway. Yep. Well, like I said, Cal, Kala Calrissian, mm-hmm. um, obviously tied to 
to Lando somehow. Um, well, you never know. That. I mean, Calrissian could be like Smith, you know. True. Everybody had. <laughs> um, but I, I think it is because you also have Manco, who is a mysterious Mandalorian. Um, Aren't they all? And apparently, this is this is also another show that was potentially a spinoff of thirteen thirteen. Um, here's a character. This is a brand new character, completely. Leia Organa. That's a weird name. That's never going to take off. Um, President, who's that dude? <laughs> you have President Roth Zequil or Zequil. This is an interesting idea because I, re- I read the first line of his description. Uh, then you have the shade. Well, hang on. You got to tell everybody who this president dude is because it actually affects or relates to other things that are out there. Chris, leader of the Union of Imperial Lo- Loyalists, Zelkul is a man of contradictions. Though he served as a general in the Im- Imperial military toward the end of the emperor's reign, he was disarmably discharged and nearly executed for his refusal to massacre a fleet of rebel-aligned civilians fleeing from Corellia. Instead, the first part of that, when was, when was this written? Um, I'm not sure. Because, dude, that's Grand Admiral Thrawn, a chiss leader of the Union of Imperial Loyalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Thrawn. No. Man of Contradiction. Well, it's not exactly, but you can see that's who that's where this character came from. Yeah, but the 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 Chiss isn't the the, the Chiss also, isn't a leader though. Or it, it's not a I didn't think it was a race. I thought it was uh No, Chiss is Thrawn's race. That's his race. Yeah. But um the interesting thing also being Thrawn is the only Chiss in the empire. Uh, true. Well, they're very, at the moment, remember, yeah. They're phobic or they're very much just very closed borders. Yeah, at, at the moment. So, um, Well, according to Wikipedia, going back, um, despite their secrecy, uh, there was one just known as Mithra Newer Newon. We'll just call I it. I listen to this stuff. <laughs> we'll just call Mithra. Uh, became an officer of the Galactic Empire, obtaining the rank of Grand Admiral. Mithron. Uh, okay, now I see it. Duh. Uh, shortly after the Battle of Yavin, Senator Yohar Kessin acquired the services of several Chris mercenaries, uh, and a Chris female spy infiltrated the Empire as a human Imperial officer using fake skin. That had to have been from comics yeah. or something. Possibly. Was that in the Star Wars series, the newer version from Marvel that happened between um, M- or New Hope and Jet Empire? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Not sure. not really no, that, no, so. it's from the um, Yohar Kassan appears in the mobile game Star Wars Commander. Oh, OK. Which I have stopped playing a while ago. Is that the one that's um, four on four battles? No, that's the one where uh, you build up your base. Oh, it's a real time strategy. Yeah. And then oh you wanna do it you wanna do an upgrade? Oh, your upgrade's gonna take five days to complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome yeah, to real time no. yeah, yeah. No. Um so yeah, from going back to reclamation, then you got the shade who is uh called by some a hermit and others a demon. The shade has become a legend throughout both the Republic and Union worlds. Um armed with nothing but a lightsaber and an astromech 
destroyed. The shade is clad in black and hides in the veil of mystery. Hmm. Luke Skywalker. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yeah. And then Did you the, say Jedi in general? So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where, you know, I forgot when these... When this leaked, uh, but all the this was supposed to be an animated series, and it was and and this write up was written November 9th, twenty twelve, and this looks like it came right out of now the the handwritten notes on the first couple pages have been blurred out, but I I would think that this is an official this is an official uh, official treatment. We may well we know. They're working on the next Star Wars animated fe- or, um, series now. So this maybe may this is it. Like this. I don't think this is it because 2012. It's a, mm. this could be the, where the basis of it comes, but right. I don't know. It, it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be interesting. I would. I would like to see it. But but again, again I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for yeah, what could have so. been. I still want mm-hmm. the. I still want. I still want Star Wars detours to appear on uh, on uh, Disney Plus. I think we have a better chance of that. Probably, there. probably because that is actually done and completed and sitting somewhere. That's on a bunch of hard drives somewhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but even that's probably a long shot. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, games. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know what else we could go with the game. I mean, well, I actually, well, no, there is talk what Ubisoft's actually doing. I interrupted you before we got too far into that to talk about just the fact that Lucasfilm games are coming back. Also, Lucasfilm games was, um, uh, became LucasArts, what, early nineties when they changed their name? Well, I yeah. think they always, I, I thought they were always called LucasArts from the get, from the no, beginning. I think LucasArts was actually created early to mid nineties. It was Lucasfilm games before that. Yeah. Okay. I'm checking. Yeah. Lucasfilm games was the original name. LucasArts. Yeah, it was founded as Lucasfilm Games in in eighty two. Yeah, till ninety. Um, then ninety yeah. became uh, Lucas Arts. Arts, and was still eighty two. It still existed as a corporation through current times, but I don't know what they've been doing since they went inactive. Sitting back and collecting royalty checks. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um. So. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, so, what's doing? So after the layoffs, uh, so I don't. How does this not count as they died? Lucas Arts died in 2013, and then was reborn now. Well, what it is is the um, the company officially on the books was alive even though it had zero employees and zero um anything happening right but in a actually, company didn't actually they laid off most and what they did is they handled the licensing of the games for Lucasfilm on it was all done through LucasArts yeah that makes sense with the skeletal staff that they had is what i'm guessing yeah but um, go ahead and tell us about Ubisoft. Well, the only information they gave us 
was that um, Ubisoft's working on an open world game for Star Wars. Right. Which could be just about anything, really. Mm. Yeah, well, technically, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO, is an open world game. Yeah. So could they well, also, could they bring back a new version of Galaxies? Maybe. Well, um, actually, um, in their trailer for the beginning of Luke, the new Lucasfilm games, they actually showed some Star Wars um, Old Republic. Yeah. So it looks like they're still planning on keeping that running. Yeah, the one game it, that's not canon. Still, plenty of people on it. <laughs> so I'm uh, but also if you think Jedi Fallen Order was very much an open world on whatever planet you were on. Or very, very close. It wasn't totally open. You could go just about anywhere. Right. But there were parts of it that were very much open world. Right. Well, I guess here's here's a question then. Um, since the High Republic is coming around, does that could that make or bring um, High Repu- uh, Knights of Old Republic into potential canon now? Since we're getting closer to that time period, and make it finally I'd- canon. It's possible, but I don't think they're going to because of the amount of baggage that comes with the old Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. There's so much history and lore already there that that would be a nightmare for trying to make sure that it's um, all together and not disjointed. Yeah, but the scripts are already out and written and logged and documented for yeah for but Star Wars The Old Republic. What they want to be the current canon. So you basically you have to be writing your canon and paying attention to everything that's been done in the Old Republic timeline. Right. Which is a nightmare considering the original – the Old Republic setting was created, what, in 2002 or three when the original game came out? Uh, but the MMO has nothing to do with the actual – I thought it was still set in the same time frame and um, same general world as the original games. It is, but it was supposedly different canon. But ultimately, I think what they're going to want to do is move forward with a whole new project and not – Go back to older things. Which I would like to see them do a um, Old Republic style RPG, maybe in the High Republic era or as this MMO. That could be interesting. Could be. The concept of what the Old Republic was, the original Old Republic game, I still say is one of the best RPGs ever made. Oh, it was a great game. Great series of games. So you take what they did right for that. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the story, but take the mechanics and what it actually, the game was, and put that in the newer setting and the new canon. So do a High Republic game in the style of the Old Republic MMO, or not MMO, um, role-playing game. And that was that had open, well, being a role-playing game it lends itself to being somewhat open world already anyway. So that could be something like this. Yeah. Can you Now, I don't know much on video games. You guys play probably play more than I, but um, it's Ubisoft is the parent company, but Massive Games is the um, studio that's actually doing this. Yeah, it's one of the stu- I believe it's now, one of the studios. Do do, does Massive Games do they could give us a clue as to what type of games they do? Do you guys know? Uh, they're doing an Avatar game. Um, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, or not Massive Games. It's Massive Entertainment. Massive Entertainment. Um, okay. Just for the record, uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO takes place 300 years after the events of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic of the Knights of the Old Republic games. Okay, but it is in the same world, obviously. But more than 3,600 years before the events in the Star Wars films. Yeah. Well, so here's some interesting things. 
they've done Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, okay. So that's kind of a like a I don't know what you like want to call. It. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So they could do something like that with with something Imperial or Rebel or something. I didn't handle. Uh, yeah. And hey, they're, uh, they're they, based in Sweden. They did Just Dance Now, so we could get a Star Wars dancing game again. <laughs> Here's a note. The Just the Just Dance series is like the only one, the only game still being made for the original Wii. <laughs> they still put out games every year for the for the original Wii. <laughs> Ooh, they did Far Cry Three. That's interesting. That's a big open world game. Assassin's Creed, Revelations, Revelations. Yeah, that's uh, another. A bunch of open world games. Yeah, World in Conflict. Uh, what that um, Real time strategy. I don't know. I've not played it. I've not heard of it. Mm-hmm. Ground control. To major. Tom. That too. Looking uh, at the game done, what type of game do you think we're going to get? Are we going to get a role playing style game, or is it going to be more of just an action shooter? I. I. I'm thinking it's going to be. It, what do you think? No, go ahead. I'm thinking it might. They could do something along the lines of Far Cry and have it be like this big um, open world that you have all these different objectives and, and side quests and everything with a with a story, but not not like a uh, super linear story, possibly. Well, the next question is: Far Cry takes place all on one world. This is true. A galaxy, and then you have to actually design every world that you're going to go to. Mm. That could get massively huge. But then again, this is for the next-gen systems that are one, two, three hundred gig games. Well, here's a question. Since we talked about 1313, we know know 1313's not coming. But could this open world be based around the Mandalorian or the Boba Fett shows? Or could this be an open world where you're bounty hunters and yeah. takes takes inspiration from the bounty hunters title from Marvel Comics, the Star Wars bounty hunters t- title, and you become a bounty hunter tracking down bounties from across the galaxy? I'm still thinking how massive would it have to be if you do that, though, because then how many worlds do you put in it? How much of that world can you explore? You know, right. if you're like an MMO, like the Star Wars MMO uh, that's already out there, or Republic, that's different because you started with only a couple of planets. Then as you go, you build more and you put in the servers, have all the space. It's not actually on your hard drive of your computer or your game. Right. Like I said, or the- if you go with like, say, um, Jedi Fallen Order, where you have a couple of different planets, and there you could make those each planet open world, but only have a certain a certain amount of planets. That's what I was thinking too. Also, the the amount of space on that world is limited. Mm-hmm. You got a world, but you may only have like a hundred by hundred kilometer range that you can actually go. Yeah, all right. So you well, don't have to worry about creating the entire planet. And if you leave it open world. Or leave it to like a section of the galaxy, like Tatooine, uh, Navarro, 
know, some of these other planets that we're seeing between Mandalorian and what we've already seen in the films that are close to each other in the outer realms. And it's that quad and you're dealing with the different syndicates and how to go back and forth as a rebellion. Or if the other side of that, if you want to play good side, you're a ranger for the New Republic as well. And you're tracking down these bounty hunters to help keep the peace. Yeah. And it's interesting thinking um, they already announced a bunch of the projects coming up for film and TV or mostly for all TV. But um, so I'm thinking this is probably going to tie in somewhat to where they're at there. So I don't think we're going to get anything in the um, sequel era timeline. I think they're done with that for now. Right. Right. I think we're going back to the prequels because the earliest any show that they've announced yet is Obi-Wan. And that's um, about half what probably halfway between. Um, episode three and four. Yeah. So we're probably, this game is going to probably take place sometime between like 10 years before four and five to 10 years after uh, return of the Jedi. So we're still in that original trilogy era somewhat because they've really not stepped outside of that box yet. Really? Right. Or maybe they could do like a, have you be like, like a Cassian Andor type character. More, more like a more like a spy type character or something like that, right? Maybe you could be a Boston spy. Well, they are hoping to use the Snowdrop engine for this game. So, um, but they don't talk about what the engine is. So, but here, here's the other announcement that was fun coming from Lucasfilm Games. Um, they, they showed this from Bethesda because Bethesda's doing this, Bethesda Studios. They showed this ah. old antique table, well, antique to us, with a lot of these old books. And at the very end, you see this hat. Hat gets lifted and there's a whip. There's a new Indiana Jones game coming to a mm. console slash computer near us. And this I, I can't wait for this. Yeah, that should be cool. Especially with what they've done, because Indiana Jones is going to fall right in the same ballpark as like an Uncharted or a Tomb Raider. With what they've done with those yep. games recently as they've updated that stuff and what you could do on Tomb Raider and like Uncharted now. This is going to be amazing if oh, they can yeah. hit that same feel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. Except it, it'd basically be like an Uncharted, except back in the 1930s. Yeah. Right. Have it set before the movies. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Or even during the movies, because the movies were not in chronological order. No. No. Most people didn't realize that. We're not. If I remember right, Temple of Doom was supposed to take place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Temple yep. of Doom chronologically does take place. So technically Temple of Doom was the first prequel mm-hmm. ever done. But they never that made I'm a big aware. deal because it no. works either direction. Right. Right. It was the is the what Lucas loves about doing, just doing chapters. You just throw them out there and then they're just more stories of what happened. <laughs> it doesn't matter when it happened. True, true. So um how about this news? The books, uh oh help me out here. High Republic books. Yes. Light of the Jedi and Test of Courage have hit 
the New York Times bestsellers charts. That is awesome. Um, actually, since we're getting mm. close to the, end of the show, do we want to do our reviews and stuff of that next week? That way, all of us have time to get through it and figure out yeah, what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, I, we're going to have an, probably an entire show once we all read this and um, read the comics. It's going to oh. take an entire show to di- dissect what this is. The comic is amazing. Yeah, I, I got to put myself down for the uh, IDW Star Wars one uh, High Republic title as well. Yeah, I just February. on Comicsology right before we went on air here. I I'm at that stage right now. High Republic. If they came out with High Republic figures, I'm collecting them. Yeah. There is out they, um they have a, the children's book out. Yes. So there is the third book or third regular book officially. Yes. It's like a 24 page like little golden book style book or story book. Yeah, it's it's paper story book, which I want to get that as well. I'm at that point anything high republic I want to grab. Mm-hmm. It's a good stepping mm-hmm. off point to to be reading. And pick up right from the get go. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's a little interesting is because um, I've read the first Marvel book. I read Light of the Jedi already, and I listened through about half of um, Test of Courage. And it, Light of the Jedi is what I started with first because that's actually the introduction to that world. Yep. But it takes a little bit of the um, surprises out of some of the other books a little bit, knowing that they're all t- taking place at the same time. Yeah. But it's oh, not really? though because it, um, they're all separate stories that are around the main idea of what's going on and you'll see once you read all of them you'll know what I'm talking about mm, we'll have to do that but there are characters that are in multiple different books and things and like um, I'll, I'll give you enough that um, the uh, transition master Scar or whatever his name is from the comic book yeah <laughs> his accent is in Light of the Jedi sweet so since you already read the comic, you know that's it, but that's yeah, in Light yeah. of the Jedi. So that I think it was designed that Light of the Jedi is what you read first, then the other ones all surround where you're at there, which would make sense because a publishing initiative is going to want to sell the um, the adult novel first, and then everything else would um, be ancillary to that. I think the main story is going to be in the adult novels. Yeah. Well, how about this one? Um, High Republic number one from Marvel has already hit third printing. Wow. How insane is that? Well, this is the first major publishing push they've had since. Uh, go back to the. Um, what you call it? Uh, what was that series called? Well, it was The Force Awakens when they did the, um, the build up. They had uh, Shatter of the Empire. Yeah, but that was only that was a couple of books to promote the movie. That wasn't an entire multi-year publishing initiative. No, probably right. the last big one to hit that made a big splash would may go all the way back to New Jedi Order, the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah. That was like what twenty books, and it was all of Lucas um, Lucasfilm Publishing involved in getting these doing these books. Yeah, or going back to if you wanted the multimedia blitz, would be all the way back to Shadows of the Empire. Oh yeah, it had everything but a movie and a TV series. Because yeah. you had books, video games, you had action figures, you had a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I actually have that on my um, playlist. Which soundtrack? The Shadows of the Empire. I have that. Um, I, I have, have CD and I have my playlist. I have the soundtrack to Star Wars Republic Commando, which those were download only off their LucasArts website at the time. Uh, I've got, I've got quite a few soundtracks from, from the games. Yeah. So, but you know me, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of 
anything Star Wars audio. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I could get my hands on it, I'd get it some way or another. Someone needs to talk to them because um, radio plays and things are getting coming back a little stronger. Someone needs to get in there and talk them into doing the rest of the um, the other six movies as audio dramas. Yeah. The actual radio plays similar in the same fashion as they did the original trilogy. Yeah. They can do it, it as a podcast. And they, because of the and let NPR put them out as uh, promos with their dr- pledge drives and stuff. Yeah. You realize how many people would pledge just to get a hold of one of those? <laughs> Uh, I'd do it if I knew they were coming out and they mm-hmm. were and they weren't going to be aired, but it was just going to be sold in as digital copies. Yeah, I'll pledge fifteen twenty bucks to get digital copies of it. And anymore, the way this were the way um, the media works now, you can start. You could do the um, you sell audio versions of it. Also, you sell the video of the, all the actors performing it. Yeah, oh, I would yeah. love. I would love to have the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, final thoughts. The, the future is looking crazier and crazier the four, more we get into this. Yeah. yeah. And actually, with, back on the games, I'm wondering if some of these games, like we said at the beginning, I'm wondering how many of these, there's going to be at least one game coming out that's in the High Republic era. Is that going to be oh, this yeah. open? It's got to be. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, what, oh. about, what about you, Derek? Final thoughts? Uh, Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... Uh, Funko has released special edition Valentine's Day Star Wars pops. Yeah, Vicky showed those to me today. No, I want the uh, I want the Valentine's one. I want the Chewy one. They're all yeah, they're all pink. <laughs> yeah, Chewy's cute though. Yeah, Chewy's cute. He's about the only one that I find cute in that list. Um, uh, kind of like the Vader one. Eh, you're more dark side anyway, so that's true. We 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 got to talk about that. <laughs> um, I got two last final thoughts. How about this? S- Star Wars Galaxy's Edge West, talking about California, was open. For nine months and 14 days before the pandemic. It has been, it has been closed for 10 months. Wow. <laughs> How about them apples? Closed longer than it's been open. And then finally, my last final thought. Uh, I've seen some other people online um, do it. I got plans from one of them and and did Lego tweaks to it because their versions were Lego as well. But I have, I think I have completed my make your own creation, my own MOC of the Rise of Resistance ride vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think I nailed this one. This one looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. It really does. Uh, I used a a program called Stud IO, which you get from a site called Bricklink, and I gotta go through because I'm finding some of these pieces are not used in the colors that um, that I I picked. 
So I got to figure out the colors. <laughs> figure out how I get that color. So that's going to be a challenge. But, um, so yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. All right. So, well, thank you guys again there's for a lot of stuff coming. Uh, now that they're actually o- telling us some information, there's a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah. I, I'm so happy High Republic is out. I'm so happy for this news about Star Wars games. Um, it just goes making content for us to talk about either with us or when we have other podcasters on. It allows mm-hmm. us to really have some great content coming down the line news-wise and, and discussion. Because I think we had a few other stories that we were going to talk about for tonight that uh, I just didn't get to. Because I had one about um, Bill Burr still has react, you know, finds his reaction from from you know, his his hilarious reaction to critics of his Boston accent in Star Wars. I saw that, um, and then there there was uh, yeah. So I think that's the one story we just did not get to. And then, of course, the book reviews. So we'll have to have that for next week. So uh, on that note, I don't have anything else. I'm guessing you guys don't have anything else. No, that's it for me. Then uh, there's only one thing left to say, and that's we'll see you on the flip side. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. (laughs) It's just like Beggar's Canyon back home. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the comedy stylings of Hugh for the board collection. When I was part of the board collective, my board wife was so fat. When she sat around the collective, uh, she sat around the collective. The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.